Well, hello there and good morning, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Livestream Sunday School, the first Livestream Sunday School for 2022. Uh, my name is Melvin Gaines. Thanks for being here this morning. This is for Akron Alliance Fellowship Church in Akron, Ohio, and any other individual who wants to join us who's not a member, we, we welcome you and love having you here. Sunday School is one of those things that we always want to just cherish and pay attention to because there are so many churches that just don't have Sunday school and we are happy to provide it for you here today. Let's get started with some music and get started and get into the mood of getting ready to hear the Lord speak to us and, and enjoying his very presence. Blessed Assurance from the Dallas Fort Worth Mass Choir has music for us while we allow others to get on with us. Thanks for being here today. Good morning, Clorinda. Arlen, good morning. I don't know if this is the version you chose, Arlen, but I found it, and it sounded pretty good. Good morning, good morning. Happy New Year to you, too. 2022. Got to keep looking forward. We can't look back anymore. Got to keep moving. Good morning, Ronnie. Hey, Laura, good morning. Happy 2022 to you. Amen. For those of you who drink coffee, hope you got your coffee going. Today's choice is Veranda. Veranda. It's a light brew. Very good. Gotta take it easy on the heavier stuff right now while my throat gets better. Seems to be working that way. Weather outside is a nice 30 degrees. Happy winter. <laughs> Barbie Mansfield, good morning. Thanks for joining us today. Dewan, good morning. Thanks for joining us today. Cindy Phillips, good morning. How are you? For those of you who just joined us, that's the Dallas Fort Worth Mass Choir, Blessed Assurance. Hey, Tyler, good morning. Isn't technology wonderful? <laughs> Amen. 
Hey, I can understand it. Thanks for stopping in today. We'll be online later. You can just come back and pick up where we left off. Thanks for being here. Just stay in our timeline. That's the great, that's the beauty of what we're doing. Even though it's live right now, it'll be available later for playback if you want to. And our, our message is also following this as well, too, online. We're all virtual today. So we appreciate you stopping by and saying hello. Joanna, good morning. Joanna and Charles. I'm going to say Joanna and Charles. Good morning. (laughs) Hope everybody's taking their vitamin D and staying strong and staying healthy. I know there are some, though, that have gotten sick, but we're, and we're praying for your recovery. Just hang in there. Larry and Ann, good morning. Blessed assurance. joining us and we know there are some that are joining us we can't see their names depends on how you log in so but we thank you for being here nonetheless Roscoe good morning God bless you amen all right that was a Dallas the Dallas Fort Worth Mass Choir and Blessed Assurance with a very nice version, a good way to kick off our Sunday morning. Uh, It is a wonderful Sunday morning, except for the weather where we are. Um, If you, um, we look forward to those days where we can uh, not have to worry about weather stuff. We just have to deal with it as it comes right now. Um, But we thank you for being here today. Uh, We are going to have a very good lesson for Sunday school. It's uh, one that is a great reminder that uh, God is going to speak to us about today, <clears throat> excuse me, through the power of the Holy Spirit. Let's do some announcements real quick. Of course, um, we've already mentioned it briefly, and we have mentioned it uh, as far as a preview before t- today. We're all virtual uh, for our church service today. So it's going to be Sunday school, which is right now, and we'll have a message online that follows in the Akron Alliance Fellowship Facebook page timeline. The message is a new beginning in humility, kind of in this theme of new beginnings. We talked about a new beginning last week, and because it is a new year, and we want to make sure that the new beginning that we have is one. It is not just something where we're doing something symbolic for the purpose of saying, I've got a New Year's resolution, I'm going to do that. We, we hear this stuff all the time. It has to do really with a sincere walk with the Lord Jesus Christ, and we're going to focus on humility as one of those very important attributes that's necessary to be able to execute that very thing. 
And the only way we can do that is through the power of the Holy Spirit. So a new beginning, a new beginning in humility, don't say it too fast, but it'll be in the timeline here following Sunday school. Uh, it'll be available about 10 o'clock, but uh, we, we hope that you can hang with us until we get to that point uh, before Sunday school is over. But that'll be available um, in the timeline following Sunday school, so stay tuned for that. And it is our complete church experience for today because we're still having work done. It's just about done uh, in the church, the construction for the new floor. Uh, it has been completed. It is beautiful, uh, but it has does require a little bit of time to allow for the fumes to dissipate and for the floor to set properly, which does take a couple of days. It's something that needs to happen. So by all intents, we should be back in the building next Sunday, January 9th for our first service in uh, 2022 in the church. But in the meantime, please uh, remember your tithes and offerings because we want to make sure that we are taking care of our our church, the, the affairs of the church, <clears throat> and not just the construction of the floor. Although we have a phenomenal number, we've, we have about $1,800 short of paying that floor off altogether. So please pray and give consideration to where you think you are with the uh, ability to give for for that uh, portion. We've we've chipped it down quite a bit. It's a it was a pretty massive expense and and the Lord is blessing our church to be able to do these things as we are doing them. With our numbers, it's a real blessing to be able to get it done. Jackie, good morning. Thanks for being here. God bless you. Uh, church is virtual, yes. So we're all virtual, so no, don't go. To, if you go to the building, now you can go. If you want to go and, and do your tithes and offerings, that's what I was kind of getting at here. There's going to be a box that's going to be in the uh, drive through area on the side of the church today, about 1130. So if you want to go and, and deliver your tithes and offerings there, that's fine. But if you don't want to do that or if you're not able to do it today, you can always mail it. Uh, it goes to Akron Alliance Fellowship 688 Diagonal Road, Akron, Ohio, 44320, and that would be uh, greatly appreciated if you can consider that as well, too. Lisa, good morning, and Happy New Year to you, too. Happy New Year to everybody. We just love having you here with us. What a blessing it is to be with you all. Um, I do take it uh, uh, with a humble heart that everybody takes the time to stop what they're doing and joins us for Sunday school on Sunday mornings. And like I said, we're going to keep doing it no matter where we are, where we, what we're doing. We're going to provide this for everyone. We have this <clears throat> this thing we've got to go through uh, about making sure that everybody is healthy and staying healthy. And we can always jump jump online and get together and have some fellowship time. So we really appreciate that. Um, okay, I think I covered all the announcements. I think that was what I wanted to make sure was covered today. But just be prayerful again for our church and for... Uh, our church to, to make sure things are being done, getting done the way they need to be done, staying in the Lord's will, all those wonderful things that we should be praying about, and especially praying for each other in our church, praying for each other for healing where it's needed, um, just growth, growth in the Lord Jesus Christ. And one of the things when I was growing up, I used to wonder about people who always talked about church stuff all the time. This was this was before I was a believer, <clears throat> but I always thought it was interesting that they would just keep talking about it. And now as a person who's older and somewhat wiser, I understand exactly why. If, if you really want to maintain a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, you just keep talking about Jesus. You keep surrounding yourself with things that remind you of Jesus. Um, these are all very, very important things. So 
So. Uh, somewhat wiser, yeah, we are because we, we we all have something to learn, you know. Yeah, okay. We're not, <clears throat> we don't have it all together, and I'm not going to pretend that I do. Um, teachers need to be taught to. Teachers need to be there. I'm no better than anybody else uh, when it comes to learning or learning things. <clears throat> that's something in that's something in scripture is very interesting that you know the teachers, the the people we we talk about. Uh, it's not this one here. I think it is in. Matthew 10:24 A disciple is not above his teacher nor a servant above his master. That's that's where I'm going with that. So I just want to make sure that everybody is aware of that. That's very important. Um Jackie, I'm glad you're at work. I'm glad everything is well. We're going to get going here so we can get into some content uh and get started. Uh just stay prayerful everybody. That's the most important thing. And I think right now as we get ready to get into our lesson for today, which is in the book of Hebrews. We're jumping over now to chapter 12. Remember, we went through the uh, Hall of Fame members of faith in chapter 11, and now we're going to follow that up with uh, Jesus, who is the founder and perfecter of our faith, and continuing in the theme of the superiority of faith. Uh, that's where we are. So let's go ahead, <clears throat> pardon me, and let's look to the Lord with a word of prayer, and we'll get started. Father, we just thank you for this time that you have set aside for us to sit quietly and hear you speak to us through the power of the Holy Spirit, through your words, through the words that we read in Scripture. We thank you for your communication. We thank you for your reassurance. We thank you for being that blessed assurance that we heard in music. We thank you that you have promised to us and told us uh, even in different prophecy in the book of Isaiah, you told us that no one will snatch us out of your hand ever. We are your possessions. We thank you that we are your possession as well, too. Thank you for your loving kindness and your presence. We thank you for helping us get through those moments that are so bumpy and difficult. We don't quite know how it's going to work, and yet you sustain us and keep us and strengthen us and encourage us all throughout. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in our lives, and thank you for your constant teaching. We are always in need of teaching, and we are in need of correction at times, too. We thank you for your loving kindness and presence, and we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, everybody, turn your Bibles and electronic devices to Hebrews chapter 12. We're in verses 1 through 13. Hebrews 12, verses 1 through 13. Of course, we're going to be reading from the New Living Translation in our uh, version here. Please follow along in yours, but I think you're going to appreciate <clears throat> this lesson because it actually has to do with discipline. It actually has to do with how God disciplines us, but sometimes we, we, we take the fleshly approach as far as discipline. Uh, God is on my case again or something like that. No, not at all. God is not on your case. God loves you, and he wants you to have the best possible life. <clears throat> Excuse me. When we talk about an abundant life, this is the, the purpose of this discipline, this attention that God gives to us, his word, the things that he says to us, the guidance he gives us. He wants us to have this abundant life in Jesus Christ and not yearn for those old days when we were acting crazy and silly. Uh, we need to understand that that's what this is all about because – uh, the more we focus on Jesus Christ, and that's what I was getting at earlier about making the passage about being a little bit smarter today, keeping yourself surrounded with the presence of God and his word and 
and and doing your daily devotions, doing all those things that you should be doing to stay, surrounding yourself with good music, like what we played earlier. These are all things, and I and I was never a big big fan of gospel music uh, when I was growing up, but uh, some of these songs have really uh, hit touch points uh, as you get older and you really appreciate what God is doing, and. We always want to make sure we're focusing on gospel music that is biblical in nature, that's actually giving us wisdom, not just stuff that that really just is kind of empty at the end when you really think about what the lyrics are. It has to have meaning to it. So you're, now you're using even discernment uh, as you do this stuff. This, this is all part of your growth and development as a believer. You're using discernment. You're using, you're putting things in front of you. Just because something says it's gospel music doesn't mean it's always good. So you have to understand that that's what's important for us to determine as well, too, as we go forward. And God is going to give us what we need as far as discipline. He's going to help us with this thing where it's not always about coming down on us. It's, all, it's always about giving us direction, giving us guidance to help us to do what? To not sin again, to not do those, not make repeat, repetitive mistakes when it comes to our fleshliness. And that's exactly what the message is going to be about today as well, too, about we have to humble ourselves to be able to be corrected, don't we? So let's start reading. Boy, I got it. That was a long introduction here. <laughs> but that's okay. It's it's just kind of setting up for what we're going to be looking at here today. That's all. So let's start with Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, and we're going to go down to verse 13. So please follow along in your version. We appreciate your being here today. Thank you so much. Hebrews 12, verse 1. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. <clears throat> Verse 2, we do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding his shame. It's shame, excuse me. Now he is seated in the place of honor besides God's throne. Verse 3. <clears throat> Think of all the hostility he endured from sinful people. Then you won't become weary and give up. After all, you have not yet given your lives in your struggle against sin. This is the reference to the people who are reading this and the, and the audience for this lesson here. Verse 5, and you have and have you forgotten the encouraging words God spoke to you as his children? He said, my child, don't make light of the Lord's discipline and don't give up when he corrects you. Verse 6, for the Lord disciplines those he loves and he punishes each one he accepts as his child. As you endure this divine discipline, remember that God is treating you as his own children. Whoever heard of a child who was never disciplined by its father? Well, we've, we've heard of that, so we don't want to dwell on that, but that's the whole point. Verse 8, if God doesn't discipline you as he does all of his children, it means that you are illegitimate and are not really his children at all. Since we respected our earthly fathers who disciplined us, shouldn't we submit even more to the discipline of the father of our spirits and live forever? Verse 10, for our earthly fathers disciplined us for a few years, doing the best they knew how. But God's discipline is always good for us, so that we might share in his holiness. Remember that. 
Verse 11, no discipline is enjoyable while it is happening. It's painful. But afterward, there will be a peaceful harvest of right living for those who are trained in this way. So take a new grip with your tired hands and strengthen your weak knees. Mark out a straight path for your feet so that you so that those who are weak and lame will not fall but become strong. Okay, that's Hebrews 12, verses 1 through 13. Very, very encouraging words in the midst of looking at what God does as he corrects us. Um, no one likes to be corrected. No one likes to be chastised. No one likes to be disciplined. <clears throat> no one has likes to go through discipline. But the reality is, is that discipline is necessary for our development. Discipline is necessary for our progression in faith. Discipline is necessary for our maturity as the Holy Spirit matures us in those moments when we need it. <clears throat> and I can recount times as an early believer, a young believer, where I needed discipline. And it was necessary and it was helpful and it was beneficial. And when I look back on those moments, I don't, I don't look back on them and say, well, you know, I might have regretted what I did before I got disciplined. But ultimately what it came down to is that you, you move forward. You, you take the discipline. You understand it for what it is because God loves you and cares about you. And you want to uh, indeed succeed. He wants you to succeed in your walk of faith. And I think that that's the way we have to always look at how God deals with us. If we're talking about Jesus being the founder and perfecter of our faith, we have to take all that comes with Jesus. And that includes the things that are necessary to help us to move forward and stay in fellowship with him, as well as the good things. It's easy to, it's easy to live in such a way when everything is good and we don't worry about things and we move forward with confidence and all that. But there are times when our confidence is shaken because we know we have done things we shouldn't have done. And the Holy Spirit has to remind us of that and help us and give us correction. Let's go back and look at verse 1 in Hebrews 12. Now, if we look at what verse 1 again, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race God set before us. Now, who are these huge crowd of witnesses that he's referring to? Yeah, the writer of Hebrews. Uh, well, the huge crowd of witnesses are those people who are the very people we read about in Hebrews chapter 11. The people that we, we just went through, the, all the Isaiahs, the, uh, the Jeremiahs, the <clears throat> uh, David, all the people that were discussed before, these are the witnesses. These are the people who are in fellowship with the Lord right now. These are the ones who are the witnesses to us. They, they know and, and observe and see what's going on in our lives, and they, they recognize that this is the huge crowd of witnesses. This, they know what it is to live in faith. They understand that. That's why they were being recognized for us to see as examples. <clears throat> Rahab, all of them, all of the ones that were mentioned, this is the huge crowd of witnesses that was described. And what we need to take away from chapter 11 in Hebrews is that their faithfulness is a constant encouragement to us. We're to be encouraged because they were recognized by having a little bit of faith. We're not even talking about mountainous faith. We're talking about believing just enough. And the Lord meets them where they are with their faith. And that's where we're to be encouraged. We need to understand that even though we refer to these people in Hebrews 11 as being these Hall of Famers, <clears throat> you know what? You can be in the Hall of Fame too. The Hall of Fame represents your being faithful and staying faithful. 
What a wonderful thing for someone to say about you that that person always stayed faithful. That's a memory that carries through and people remember those things and people want to live in such a manner where they too want to be faithful because they recognize all the good things that come with that. So we don't struggle alone. We don't suffer alone. We're not the first people to struggle with the problems we face. My goodness, there's nothing new under the sun. We all have problems. We all have things we have to deal with. But all we have to do is just keep running the race, staying faithful, staying faithful and making sure that we surround ourselves with people, the fellowship of our church, the people in our church who also are running in the faith and wanting to be faithful. <clears throat> and, and we pick each other up when we stumble or we help each other through prayer when we have a hard time. That's why the gathering of, you know, we, we talk about being virtual, but that's why the gathering of the people together is also important too. And I, <clears throat> I go back and forth on this too because I know some people were emphasizing that, well, you just had to be in fellowship with everybody at church. Um, I disagree a little bit. I think that it's important for us to get together in the way we're getting together right now. We, we can communicate with each other right here. <clears throat> and when people need prayer online and they ask for prayer, we stop and pray for them. When people need encouragement and they communicate that with us here, we, we give them encouragement where we can. We pray for them to be encouraged that Jesus is indeed present. And um, I just thank you for people like Lisa, who's just joined us online, who's watching. Um, that I, I know that she is remaining steadfast in the faith. That's what's important. And we want to encourage each other in this very area. Uh, so please just keep that in mind as we go through the things that we go through. You're not going through it alone. Others have gone through it with you. Please just keep in mind that we're all to pray for each other. That's why we said that and we've emphasized that even from the beginning. Pray for each other. Pray for our church members. Pray that uh, they are lifted up, that they are continuing to move forward. And we've got a great heritage as a church of people who are healed or who, who experience a healing experience when people come to our church and they don't stay sometimes they go but they are healed because of the presence of those who are praying for them by their recognizing that this is a place uh, of rest a place of learning a place of teaching a place of encouragement that's what we need to always emphasize for anyone <clears throat> and we have people who are joining us here online that are not members of our church but they are welcome to be with us we it's not about being a member. You know, we, we put a lot of emphasis on that in a lot of occasions. And, and membership is good now. Don't get me wrong. I'm not denying that because it, that's a fellowship that's pretty important over time. And, and we would love to have everyone who's not a member of the church. But we recognize that, you know, maybe you're a member somewhere else. Maybe you're doing something different. Maybe you're still sorting that out. Maybe the Lord is still dealing with you in these areas. And that's fine. But guess what? We're always here. And we're always going to be here praying for you. So the most important thing is that we always recognize that in spite of our struggles, we want to make sure that we are stripping off every weight that slows us down and keeping and moving forward and praying with others. Take a look real quick, if you please, at Ephesians chapter 4, verse 22. Go to Ephesians 4, 22. I want you to look at this whole thing about this stripping off of every weight that slows us down because... The one thing, if, if we're being slowed down, there are things that we have to do, right? We've got to fix that. What slows us down? Sin. 
Sin is what keeps us from having a progression of faith moving forward. We sometimes make, we try to put a measurement on our faith. And it's not really fair to do that when we have so many different people who are in so many different areas when it comes to faith. But Jesus says all you need is a mustard seed of faith to get started. And he will meet you and help you along as you go. Stripping off every weight means that we are indeed taking those things. Here it is, Ephesians 4.22. To put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life, and is corrupt through deceitful desires. That's what we want to make sure that we're doing. I see that uh, my bride added uh, verses 21 through 24. But the key here is what? Put off your old self. You're not going backwards. We're moving forward. We're in a new beginning. We're in a new year. We're in a new phase in our lives. We're in a new place. And we need to make sure that we're entering this new phase of our life with Jesus Christ at the forefront. And we are doing that very thing. Good morning, Marquetta. Thanks for being here. Uh, God bless you. Greg, good morning. Uh, God bless you all for being here. Putting off your old self. we got to do that. If we're not doing that, if we're still tied up and hanging on to these things that are not helping us progress in our faith, we feel like we're just treading concrete. We feel like we're stuck in the mud. You know how it is to get stuck in the mud? Um, not even stuck in snow, but stuck in the mud. That's even worse sometimes. Uh, it's hard to get out. You, you've got to find a way to not be spiritually stuck in the mud. I think that's the best way to put that. So we've only covered one verse. We need to keep moving here. <laughs> uh, that's, the, that's the beauty of this. Um, so let's run with endurance the race that God has set before us. That's what we have to do. Now, how do we run with endurance? <coughs> Excuse me. We know that long-distance runners have to do what? They've got to train to run long distances. They can't, you can't just start running a marathon uh, if you've never run a marathon before or even a half marathon or even the, um, the, the six-and-a-quarter-mile. <laughs> you, 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 you can try, but, boy, you, you will fail miserably. You've got to train for all of that. And so we've got to make sure that we are taking any burdens in our lives. We've got to be lightweight, got to be lean, just got to keep running the race that God sets before us. The weights that slow us down, we've got to make some choices. We've got to choose to do what, what's going on here. Choose your friends who are also committed to running the race. Keep people around you who are in like-mindedness when it comes to your faith. Now, it doesn't mean that you don't associate with anyone. That's not exactly what I'm saying here. Because you should always have friends, um, and they should be believers and non-believers. Why? Because you as a believer set the example for the non-believer. You're the one who is uh, in ministry. You're in ministry with your actions, but you're not pontificating or you're not proselytizing. You're just living your life and living your life uh, being obedient to Jesus and using dialogue that supports all of that. So you choose the friends that are going to help you through this process. And even those who are non-believers, <clears throat> you want to choose people in your life um, that frankly are supportive of you as a person. That's really what we're talking about. Really want to be good friends. Really want to be sincere friends. These are all people that we need to consider to have in our lives. That's very important for us. And I'm saying this, believers and non-believers, I'm not in any way, shape, or form communicating that you should not associate with anybody who doesn't know the Lord. That is absolutely, it's, it's anti-biblical <clears throat> to say that, okay? 
Um, if we are living the lives of Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 and 20, you're going into all the world and preaching the gospel. Well, you're preaching the gospel to everybody. You're not just talking to a certain group of people. Um, you're talking to everybody because everybody needs to hear the words of truth. Everybody needs to hear, including those of us who are believers in the Lord Jesus Christ who stumble. So that's why we need to keep all of this in mind here. So we also want to make sure we're making wise choices, um, dropping certain activities that might weigh you down, checking out those things um, that are not helpful, uh, things that are distractions. I think that's the best way to put it. Um, things are, are, that are not that are distracting. What's distracting? Well, anything that takes away your focus on the Lord Jesus Christ or anything that gives you more of an, a, a concern about things of this world rather than those things uh, of our earthly kingdom and our heavenly kingdom and our heavenly father. So you've got to weigh that in your own mind as far as what those things are. Um, I've determined that um, I know what my approach is, and my approach has been to focus on those things of Jesus and not focus on those things that cause us worry, concern, angst, fear, anxiety, we have enough of that to deal with in our lives, right? You don't want to pile on with all that stuff. You want to do whatever is necessary to focus on those things of Jesus Christ. So that's what you have to do. <clears throat> and there's also a mention here in the notes here about getting help for addictions that uh, disable you. <clears throat> there's secret weights that some of us may have, pornography, uh, gambling, alcohol. Get help. Acknowledge that you need this help because those are things that, again, take the focus away from Jesus and put the focus more on your fleshliness. So these are all things you have to consider as you look and move forward. So we won't dwell on that. We, we said what we had to say about that because we want to keep moving in this passage here. <clears throat> now, back to Hebrews 12, too, and look what it says. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. That's where our focus has to be. That's where our focus must be maintained on a daily basis. Everyone within the sound of my voice needs to understand you've got a daily reading. You've got a daily time of meditation on the word. You've got to do those things each day. And those things allow you to live in such a manner where you're, you're acting in your faith, you're growing and maturing in your faith, and you're enduring. I just, I just gave you all the words, uh, the, the letters of image, living in God's image, investigating God's word, meditating on his word, acting on his word that you read and study, growing and developing in his word, and enduring, because all of those things are part of the Christian faith. We must be doing those things actively every day. You have to do those things every day. You really shouldn't miss any days. If you do miss a day when it comes to being his word, you can get right back on the horse and get going again. So all of these things are very, very important in our walk in faith. You have to choose, however, to live this way. You have to choose to keep your eyes on Jesus. You have to choose to do it. And it's hard work. It's not always easy. You have to run with endurance. You have to focus on overcoming those things uh, through the power of the Spirit that help uh, that take your focus off of Jesus Christ, those things that make you sin. You have to stay focused on Jesus. You're going to stumble if you look away, if you look in, your, in different directions, <clears throat> if you're focusing on those things that are not helpful to you. If you're worried about things that you can't control, 
these are things that we all need to look at because if we trust Jesus and we have faith, he is the one that is in control of all things. He always has been, always will be. And I, I appreciate the praying hands because prayer is an essence, is the essential part of all of these things I've just talked about. Are you a praying person? Does someone, would you be known as a prayerful person if someone were asked to ask about you? Are you a praying person? We, it's, and it's more than just putting up an emoticon saying we're going to pray, but it's actually physically doing it and it's actually living in that manner and doing so. The, the emoticon is a great reminder. We need to be praying. We need to be ha- have hands of prayer, even though we don't always pray like this, right? We, we don't pray this way all the time, but we know exactly what this represents, and we know exactly what it means, and so we should always be focused on prayer, <clears throat> and that's prayer at all times. It's amazing how often I, I love spending time with my lovely bride because I know she's a praying woman. I know that she has my back. I know that she goes to the Lord and, and asks for wisdom and guidance. And I know that she goes to the Lord and asks for strength as well, too. For all of us, for both of us, especially during the time that we're having right now, we have been praying for the Lord's strength. We just start talking about things. As time goes on, we go out and eat. We go out to, to, to breakfast or lunch and, and talk. We just sit and talk. And we just talk about the things of the Lord and the good things that he is doing. We, we, we don't like everything that's happening, and, we, and none of us ever should like everything, but we also know that the Lord is good, and he has helped us through a number of things. And sometimes when we face <clears throat> hardship, let's go back real quick, real quick to verses 2 and 3 in Hebrews 12. Because of the joy awaiting him, <clears throat> referring to Jesus Christ, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. Then verse 3, think of all the hostility he endured from sinful people. Then you won't become weary and give up. Verse 4, after all, you have not give, yet given your lives in your struggle against sin. Understand something. Jesus is the one who gave his life for those of us who do sin. The giants of faith that we read about in Hebrews 11, some of them were persecuted. Some of them were killed for their, their faith, for their belief in the Lord. <clears throat> We haven't gone through that. We have had a lot of stuff to deal with, no question about it. But ultimately, we need to understand that while we're still here, we still have a role. We still have a place. We still have a purpose in the kingdom to make sure that we're doing everything we can to represent. You know, you've heard this, this new lexicon now, represent. Represent Jesus, right? Representing. If you want to represent him, you live for him. You live in a Christ-like manner. You humble yourselves and allow yourselves to be corrected when there are things that are not going right. So we need to focus on those things. Um, I like this phrase, suffering is the training ground for Christian ministry. It really is. Suffering is a teaching moment. We we have to sometimes go through moments of suffering. and, And understand, it's not the suffering that these guys that we were talking about here before, like what Jesus had to go through or what... The, the, the giants of faith had to go through. We're suffering, but we're still here, and we still have a reason and a purpose for living. I'm going to trust that you understand that as you look at this more closely. Having this endurance helps us with patience, helps us to mature in our faith. That's where we want to, that's where we want to be. And now, let's go to verse 5. <clears throat> 
because we want to get to this part that we've been setting up for the entire lesson. And have you forgotten the encouraging words God spoke to you as his children? He said, my child, don't make light of the Lord's discipline and don't give up when he corrects you. For the Lord disciplines those he loves and he punishes each one he accepts as his child. As you endure this divine discipline, remember that God is treating you as his own children. Whoever heard of a child who is never disciplined by his father? Now, I made a comment about this earlier. <clears throat> it's really important for us to understand that we know we live in, in a place where there's a bunch of kids out there who have no direction, no focus. They are living outside of God's will. They're living outside of the Lord. They're, and a lot of that may have had to do with a lack of discipline in the household, a lack of discipline from the parents. Um, a parent or parents or family members. These are things that we have to recognize. And we don't ever want to think about the fact that someone who's never disciplined, but we know that there are people out there who have never been disciplined properly, who have never gone through anything, or they rejected it so... <clears throat> I don't know what to repeat. <laughs> but um, um, all I can say is that we know that there are family members out there who do a poor job of disciplining their kids, disciplining their children, and we have now the result of that where we have people out there who are just outside of the Lord's will, outside of his purpose, outside of his presence, who are lawless, who think nothing of living in a video game mentality. They'll just take the life of someone else or injure someone else for the purposes of their own fleshly behavior. We don't ever, ever want to have to experience anything like that. <clears throat> but the reality is, is that this is the total opposite when we see things like this where people are not being disciplined properly and you can't be your kid's friend you know when when your kids are growing up i know there was this this terrible way of disciplining people or a lack of discipline where they weren't spanking their children they weren't correcting them they wanted to be like it's like the parent wanted to be the kid's friend kid ain't your friend and, and and never was your friend. You, that's your child. That's the one that you love. That's the one you want to make sure that they understand the importance of not crossing the street when there's traffic coming, not touching a hot stove, telling them all these things that are necessary for them to grow up and live in such a way. Treat people the way you want to be treated. Live in such a manner where you're respectful of your elders. Um, these are all things that you have to teach people. You can't just neglect those things. And you know what? God is doing this with us all the time. He's reminding us of these very things, right? Making sure <clears throat> that we indeed are listening to God when he speaks to us, that, he, that we hear him, we listen to him, we take his correction, we honor him by being obedient to his word. There's only one way to love God, and that's through obedience to his word. You cannot love God and be disobedient to him, period. There's no other way to say it. That, that, that is what is necessary for us. And I appreciate your comments about, yeah, our parents have had firm hands at times, right? And, you know, we today people are ready to call uh, uh, services, family services, when someone disciplines their children. And, and amen, Marquetta. Thank you for sharing that because that's exactly what we need to understand. Sometimes that discipline is necessary. And God disciplines us in the same way. He does not hold back. Do you know why he does that? Because he loves us. <clears throat> you discipline your children because you love them. You want what's best for them. Remember what we said earlier about the abundant life? 
Jesus Christ wants us to live the abundant life. What is the abundant life? Living in such a way where you live in confidence that you are truly obedient to his will. You're listening to him speak to you. You're acting in the power of the Holy Spirit. That's exactly what's going on. Oh, your mother <laughs> your mother was family services. Amen. Well, hey. She was providing a service. <laughs> the service uh, is the teaching part. Amen. That's the whole point. Um, but I think you know where we're going with this here too, right? The, yeah, we're not not abuse, nothing like that. We <clears throat> we're talking about those things that are necessary. The discipline was necessary, and we have to understand that <clears throat> because we don't ever condone abusing anyone. Uh, abusing children is an abuse of power, and the Lord never abuses us. The Lord never chastens us to the point where we are totally... Um, uh, just want to reject everything that he says to us. That's not the way this works. We have a responsibility to be obedient to his word. We have a responsibility to listen to him when he corrects us. And I think that that's what this discipline is all about. You want to correct? He wants to correct us. He wants to train us. Just as you would discipline your children. And you punish them if they do something wrong. No, you know, There's nothing wrong with punishing them. Grounding, you know, grounding your kids when they do something wrong. You should be doing that. That's something that's important. And sometimes God grounds us too. You know, sometimes he puts us on the sideline for a little while to make sure that we are doing what we should be doing before we get back out into the world. He wants us to fix our attitudes. And that's exactly what the message is today that follows on the timeline. Sometimes we need to be able to accept discipline correctly. And sometimes we need an attitude adjustment. <laughs> We need an attitude adjustment. There, there's no other way to look at it. When we have a bad attitude, we can't be corrected. <clears throat> we don't want to be corrected. We don't want to be fixed. We don't want to have anybody telling us anything. Don't you tell me anything. You don't have any reason to tell me anything. Um, and, of course, uh, we, are, we want to accept this discipline correctly. And to the comments online, we do need to stay humble. And that's the whole point of the, lesson, the message. You see, God doesn't do anything. There's no accidents here. Amen? This, this message today is about humility and being humble. And that's exactly what we have to be as, as a people. We've got to be humble people. If we want to be corrected properly, <clears throat> if we want this new beginning with a new attitude, with a new uh, outlook, with a new approach, we have to humble our spirits, hum humble ourselves. Before the Lord Jesus Christ, as he speaks to us, as the word speaks to us, as he corrects us, as he moves us forward. That's how we move forward. We can't stay stuck in the mud. We can't look backward. We can't live with regret. We've got to move forward and ask for God's forgiveness and just keep going forward. And that's exactly what we have to do. He does indeed humble us when we need to be humbled because we, we, we need to listen to him. But he wants us to take our own way of thinking and be humble before him so that we can listen to him speak to us. He wants to train us. He wants us to correct us. <clears throat> Let's go down to verse 11. No discipline, back to Hebrews 12, 11, excuse me. No discipline is enjoyable while it is happening. It's painful. Amen. But afterward, there will be a peaceful harvest of right living for those who are trained in this way. You've got to go through training. 
You know, it's interesting when we, even in our training for our various jobs or professions, you still don't have it all down pat. You're still learning on the job. You're still learning about what you're doing. There are some new things that you're going to experience even if you're trained as a supervisor or trained in your profession, you still have things to learn. And God is still teaching us in the same manner. We're believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, those who trust in the Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. But there are still more learning to do. There's still more, more learning to take place. And when we're being disciplined, we can have a good attitude or a bad attitude. The good attitude is that we need to make sure that we are not being angry or resentful because the Lord is telling us correctly what we need to be doing. You, that's what we need to understand here, is that when, when, you're, when you're being told something correctly, suck it up and deal with it. Suck it up and deal. And amen, you're never too old to learn. I, you don't stop learning, everybody, until you leave this world. You still learn. You're still learning. You're learning every day, and that's the exact approach we have to take and we must take uh, as believers. So let's get back to the passage here real quick. Hebrews 12, 12. So take a new grip with your tired hands and strengthen your weak knees because you're going to be tired sometimes. It's going to be tough. It's a tedious process. It's, life is a tedious process. There are good moments, but there are moments where there are things that you just don't want to go through, and you have to go through them. You've got to endure it. You've got to get through it. So what the writer of Hebrews is saying here is he's just saying, take a new grip. Start fresh with your tired hands and strengthen your weak knees. Let the Lord hold you up. He strengthens your weak knees. Verse 13, mark out a straight path for your feet so that those who are weak and lame will not fall but become strong. Mark out a straight path. What does the Lord do? He makes your path straight. That's what he does. That's what it says in Psalms, isn't it? He makes your path straight. He helps you to walk in such a manner where you're honoring the Lord Jesus Christ, even in your weakness, even your moments of weakness. You're an example to other people because you are staying, st remaining steadfast, staying the course, remaining faithful. Amen. This is what we have to do. This is what we need to continue to do. Um, <clears throat> Jesus is the one who loves us, he wants us to push our limits when it comes to faith. Stay faithful. Remember that he indeed is faithful to us. We need to be doing better to follow him and remain faithful to him. He makes us strong when we are weak. That's what his word says, and I believe his word because he has done that for me many, many times. And we need to understand that, <clears throat> and this is not just about personal survival you know it, we there there's tv shows that talk about survivor right that you they go on and you have to go through all kinds of elements and all kinds of difficulty and outlast everybody else for some grand prize whatever that is but ultimately we are also to be witnesses in this world as we go through these things as we go through even our discipline show the example of living in a christ-like manner sucking it up and deal with dealing with it um, taking it for what it is, the correction that's helpful to you to live in such a manner where we are close. And just like what we saw today, this interaction online where we're speaking to each other, we're affirming each other, we're encouraging each other, stay after it. We have our own individual experiences and we have these things that we live for and live by. 
and, and God bless each and every one of you who understands that, recognizes it for what it is. God is not finished doing his work in us. And he is going to continue to do his work in us. And that work sometimes involves discipline and also improves, helps us to improve our faith in him, our trust in him, our believing in him, our reliance upon him in, every, in any given moment when we need it. Even something as simple as, you know, when you take care of your kitties, you're taking care of the people in your household, you rely upon his wisdom to do the best that you can do. And that's what you need to do. And that's how you live your life. That's the abundant life that God talks about. And we have to trust it and understand that abundant life is this joy that comes from a relationship with Jesus Christ in completeness completeness the complete relationship with lord jesus christ we are still working towards honoring the lord jesus christ day after day but he affirms us as we move as we go forward amen i trust that we're looking and understanding that as we do this so that's hebrews 12 verses 1 through 13 and we're going to jump forward and continue in this study next week in hebrews it's a great study I, ch I challenge you to go back and look at this study even further online as we just started in Hebrews and, and go back and look at some of the older lessons and, and pick up where if you've missed some of those things, you can do that. We, we appreciate you doing that. We appreciate you being here as well, too. Remain prayerful. Remain faithful. Uh, stay the course. Live in such a manner where you're honoring the Lord Jesus Christ. Stay faithful, and he will affirm you as you do that. Amen? Let's pray. Father, thank you for this time that you've set aside for us once again. <clears throat> we've set aside this time, Lord, because we want you in our very presence. And Lord, you're keeping us and sustaining us. You're healing us. You're giving us wisdom. You're giving us knowledge. You're giving us correction when we need it too. And Lord, we know that your correction is good for us. We don't always like it, but we know that we need it. And we recognize we need it. And we thank you that the Holy Spirit provides even a salve for our wounds when we are hurt. Thank you for your peace. Thank you for your understanding. Thank you for knowing exactly who we are as your people. <clears throat> Thank you for your individual relationship with me and with others, even here online. You know all about us, and you know what we need. Thank you for sustaining and keeping us. Thank you for encouraging us, too. Thank you for these new beginnings that you teach about. You teach about it in Isaiah chapter 43. A new beginning is coming. Do you see the new work that's coming? That's what your word says. Thank you for teaching us this very thing. Bless us and keep us, Lord, as we move forward. We give you thanks and praise. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Thank you for being here today. God bless you. We um, are going to sign off here for Sunday school and watching the timeline for the message today, A New Beginning in Humility, that is going to be following. That's our Sunday message. Uh, we're all virtual today. Do remember your tithes and offerings, though, and if you want to give to the church and you've been prayerful about that, you're welcome to drive down to church if you're in Akron and put it in the drop box. It will be available about 1130. God bless you all. Take care of yourselves. Amen, uh, Lisa. Have a blessed week. You guys 
stay prayerful. Amen. Stay in the Lord. Take care of yourselves. Stay safe. God bless you all, and we'll see you next time.